Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle. So today is going to be a tough topic. We are going to talk about a subject that pulls at all of our heartstrings as a mom, and that is taking your child to college. Some of you may be taking your child to college for the first time. You may be taking them for their sophomore, junior, or senior year. And if your children are already out of college, I'm sure you can certainly remember that transition from high school and then taking them to college and how things were were different. It was a different role that you played in their life and becoming an empty nester. And so to have this conversation with me, I have invited my youngest son, Jackson, to join me. Welcome, Jackson. Hi, thank you for having me. So this summer, Jackson and I have been kind of joking around about, hey, mom, I should be on your podcast. And so we've talked about different subjects and things that we could talk about. I said to him, why don't we talk about the experience of you going off to college, what how you felt, what your perspective was, and we will kind of compare it to what it was like for a mom. So that's what Jackson and I are going to do. He's going to talk about the different things that he felt and what he experienced. And as we get started, I want to read Ecclesiastes 3. It says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. I love this because it talks about all of the different seasons, all of the different um, emotions that you can experience as a mom. From when your children were little, they start to grow up, they go off to college, they become adults. And so there's there are different seasons that you experience as a mom. And I think one of the challenges is learning how to embrace each season. Some of them 
may be more difficult than others, but the goal is to embrace them. As Jackson was going off to college last year, um, being our youngest son, it was a very different experience than our oldest two children. I had in the back of my mind that we finally have reached the point of becoming empty nesters and what is that going to look like? There were lots of feelings. A piece of advice that I'm gonna give you from the very beginning is to acknowledge your feelings. When you are taking a child to college, it's natural to feel a mix of emotions, right? There's gonna be sadness, you're gonna feel proud because they've reached this milestone. Of course, there's gonna be worry and there's going to be excitement. So allow yourself to experience all of those feelings without judgment. And again, each mom experiences this situation in different ways. You may have a friend who's a mom who can't stop crying and maybe you feel bad because you feel excited. So everybody experiences this in their own way. So just allow and acknowledge your feelings. As I was preparing for this, I was thinking of like the three biggest challenges in taking a child to college. And most of these I experienced with all three boys. And the first one is worry. You know, moms tend to worry about a lot of things. And so I worried about, obviously, Jackson's safety, who was going to watch over him. I worried about him meeting his basic needs, like food, making sure he got enough rest, we joke because his roommate, James, James's mom, Michelle, and I are good friends. And so we probably over-prepared them for what they needed. They may have had too much toilet paper and toothpaste, and we crammed extra stuff everywhere we could in their dorm room. Jackson, do you agree that you were over-prepared? When we moved out, there was still five things of Clorox wipes untouched. But you know what? The good news from that is that you used some of them, right, to keep your room yes. clean. Yeah, yes, we did. you did. Yeah. And so moms can sometimes be filled with worry. All of the what ifs that can wake you up in the middle of the night, all of the scenarios that you can go down that dark rabbit hole, letting go, acknowledging the worry. It doesn't mean anything was wrong. It's a normal part of being a parent. Jackson, was there anything that you worried about? Was that an emotion that you experienced? I was definitely nervous for the new journey ahead, but I was also aware that it was going to be a time when I would grow and change as a person and sort of take the next step between semi-adulthood and just like the step right below official adulthood. That's a good way to put it. If there was like one thing that you worried about the most, what do you think it would be? It would definitely be put, being put in a brand new social situation, going to St. Edward and Father Island. I was around the same kids my entire life. And now I was about to just be put in an area with more people than I've ever had at a school before. And in a situation where I'm also living around, sleeping on a bed in my house that I'm comfortable with. It was a lot of seeking discomfort. Right. Another challenge of taking your child to ch a college that I found 
was like a loss of control. And I am sure Jackson will agree with this, as probably all three of my children would. But sometimes I tend to be a helicopter mom. What do you think, Jack? I think sometimes should be changed with always. <laughs> always. I tend to be a helicopter mom. And so giving up control and not in the sense of like trying to make your child do everything you want them to do, but in the sense of knowing how much they're sleeping, who their friends are, are they doing their homework, reminding them to make good decisions. I would wake up sometimes at night and think, did I teach them everything they need to know to be successful? You know, like, oh my gosh, I should have taught them this, or I forgot to tell them this. Thinking about not having that control anymore, not being able to sort of steer you in the direction that I want you to go. That was difficult for me. What about for you? Having the freedom of college was definitely a new experience. I would say I did enjoy it. Um, it definitely leaves the option of going down the wrong path and making sure. mistakes. And obviously it depends on how drastic those mistakes are. I mean, it could be a huge mistake or a small mistake. And, you know, it depends on how easy it is to bounce back from those. But it definitely all just makes you become more of an adult. Yes, that's good. The last challenge that I found was it was a huge family transition. It was the end of a chapter from having children at home and going to sporting events and helping with homework. It was the beginning of a chapter as Jackson started college and Gary and I became empty nesters. So it was a closing and a beginning all in once. And it was a big transition when we came home after dropping him off, I just remember sitting in the house thinking, it's so quiet. And even for a few days after he left, I was always, we've got to get up for school. I've got to make sure he has breakfast. And does he have, you know, money on his lunch account? That was a little strange not to go into full school mode and making sure uniforms were washed. That transition was different. I can remember Maybe the next weekend, Gary and I kind of looking at each other like, okay, this is it. You know, you think about that day when you become empty nester and things settle down and we were like, we're empty nesters. That was the big transition for us. How was going to college a big transition for you? It definitely also started a new chapter in my life, not only in the family life, but in a personal life, I was not necessarily on my own, but I was taking another step towards being on my own. I didn't have you guys around to go get food with. I had to think about if I go get food, I have to pay for it. If I go out, I have to pay for it. If I drive around a bunch, I have to pay for my gas. That budgeting step in the financial situation definitely made me grow up a little bit. I shared with you, Jackson, uh, some of my challenges. Was there anything else that came up for you? Like I said, worry, letting go of control, and then the transitions. As you moved to college and 
embraced this new chapter, what were some other challenges that maybe came up for you? There was definitely a sense of fear. I have encountered a lot of family members who talked about college and how they only went for a year or two years and they didn't finish. So in the back of my head, I had this idea that although Father Ryan and San Edward did set me up very well for college, I had to be determined in finishing my work and putting schoolwork above having fun. Did you feel pressure? Was it a pressure from your dad and I to be successful or was it more of an internal pressure? It was definitely more of an internal pressure. Just understanding college was a time where I could come out with a degree and help me get a job later. And it is kind of hard sometimes to look so far ahead when you just have a little simple exam. But it does mean a lot because that exam, if it's a bad grade, then just there's a lot of cascading effects. So it does matter. And I would say the pressure was very internal. Very internal. So as Jackson and I were talking about this, we were talking about between a mother and a child, there are conflicting emotions, right? You feel both sides of the coin. And we identified three of them. And the first one was excited, but then that worry, right? Like I, as your mom, was excited about this step for you and seeing you excel in college and who you're going to become. What were you excited about? I was excited to actually be in college. I mean, any movie out there depicts college as the best four years of your life. Just constant fun, hanging out with friends, branching out a lot. And I was also worried about that because I knew that there was so much change involved and so much going on that I was a little bit worried. What if I can't keep up? What if I can't maintain my grades while I'm hanging out with friends and all of that? Yes. And we said on the flip side of fear was courage. As a mom, it took courage to let you go. It took courage and a bit of restraint not to text you every day or call you or even when I talk to you to be like, have you done your laundry? Have you changed your bed? Did you do your homework? Are you going to, like all of those questions, it took courage to let you leave the nest and to let you figure things out on your own. Where did you find that you needed courage? I definitely found that I needed courage when I would have like a tough decision to make or an issue would come up that usually I would, go to you guys about and I thought okay I'm in college now it's time to try and figure this out on my own and then if the situation is just so bad that I can't I'll reach out to my parents and seek advice or counsel and see if they can help at all. The third conflicting emotions that we identified one it was overwhelmed but yet being prepared. I don't know that I felt overwhelmed taking you to college. I think I was overwhelmed with emotions leaving you and knowing how things had changed. Did you feel overwhelmed at all about the transition 
we came back home where things were normal, right? You were in a totally different setting, new people, everything was new. So was there any part of that that was overwhelming? It definitely was. I uh, would say I'm more introverted than extroverted. Right. Part of that constant social, uh, like just constantly being around people that like I'm not just family with and I'm not used to seeing every single day. That part was a little bit overwhelming, but I also felt prepared. I had a truckload in the back of my car full of stuff. We were, in terms of like supplies and what all I needed, I did feel very prepared. But the social situation was a little bit overwhelming at times. As Jackson and I were talking and as I was reflecting over his freshman year in college and the experience with my other two sons, I came up with three ways that you can embrace this new season of life as a mom whose child's going off to college. And first and foremost is pray, pray, pray. When those feelings of worry, fear, um, when you feel overwhelmed, when you wake up in the middle of the night wondering where are they? Are they in their bed? Are they say, take everything to prayer. You can't pray too much for your children. We know, we believe that prayer makes a difference. And we know that praying is going to cover our our children, no matter where they are or how far away they are from us. Prayer also brings you peace. It, it gives you, it reminds you of who Christ is and who your identity is in Him. And also, we love our children with our whole hearts, but as much as we love our children, God loves them even more. So taking children um, in prayer to God the Father is first and foremost what I would recommend that you do. And Jackson, as we're talking about prayer, I know prayer is a huge part of my life and being raised um, at St. Edward and Father Ryan and church being an integral part of your childhood. And I want this to be an honest conversation. I am thinking uh, from talking to you that you didn't go to church a lot on your own in college. Is that correct? That is correct. That was that was difficult for your dad and I because we know how important church is. We know how you go to church and you get fed and you receive the Eucharist and it equips you for the week ahead. And so that was a a, a touchy point for us that we didn't want to nag you, but yet we didn't want to just let it go, right? We wanted to remind you without me being that helicopter mom that church is important and it makes a difference in your life. But we also understand that you're going through a time of searching and we want you to desire your faith the way we desire ours. And so making you do something is not going to give you that desire. Jackson, let's talk a little bit about, like, you know your faith, you know Jesus, you know how to pray. How important was prayer to you in college? When did you go to prayer? I would say prayer was definitely an important aspect of college. Um, It mainly reminded me of my family and you guys because that was such a key part of family is prayer. Every time we're together, we pray. 
And so it mainly had like a homesickness, like made me feel like I was at home. That was how you connected with home was through prayer. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. A couple of things that, you know, I offer to moms going through this is to resist the urge to constantly call or check in. Even though I was thinking about you and I wonder what he's doing today or how this went, I always tried to let you call me. I didn't want to be that helicopter mom who was like, how was your test? How was this? How was that? I tried to give you your space. And I feel like we communicated pretty well. Like a couple of times a week, you would either call me or your dad. So I felt like we knew what was going on in your life. Something else I tried to do was be an anchor for home because home is familiar to you. So when we would talk, instead of quizzing you and doing an interview, I tried to tell you what your dad and I were doing and something silly the dog had done or your brother had a baby. So we would talk about Penny, you know, trying to like keep you connected and anchored to home. And then the, the third thing, and I, I have experienced this with all three of the boys, and I still have to remind myself of this, even if they're in college or they are grown and on their own, is that it's okay if I don't know everything about their life. I don't have to know everything about their life. That's that landing the helicopter and not being that hovering mom. It's okay if I don't know everything about their life. I certainly agree with you. I think uh, letting your kid change, and even though if they do change and they will change in college, it may not become someone that you expected them to become, you should support them because they they don't really exactly know what they're doing. College is a time of change and trying new things and putting yourself out there. And that's where you really learn what you want to become. So your kid is changing, but they're also a little bit confused. So I think the best thing to do would just be to support them. I agree with that. And I think, you know, as parents, sometimes we have expectations, just like you have expectations of how things should work out. You know, he's Jackson's going to go to college and he's going to get this degree and then he's going to get this job. And I can see my child's life before me. So being okay with maybe what I expect isn't exactly what happens and being okay with that if they go in a different direction I do think as a mom, even if you're not living in the house, it's my responsibility to help keep you grounded in your faith and your morals, because it's easy to get out into the world. And there are people who haven't grown up in church who don't know Jesus. And so helping you, just reminding you, being that um, anchor in a sense that brings you back to reality and reminds you between right and wrong and encourages you. I was thinking about Psalm 121. I lifted my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. For both of us, that Psalm is appropriate because when you were in college trying to make decisions away from home, that's when you went to prayer. When I was here worried about you or uncertain, I would take it to prayer as well. 
The third way that I came up with go through this transition is coaching versus problem solving. And again, being a self-declared helicopter mom, I was much more likely to jump in and problem solve than to coach. Part of that is accepting that your child is going to make mistakes. It's inevitable, right? I know that, you know, first semester, there was kind of a big mistake. I was in a French dorm just down the hallway from my dorm. And it was a weekend night. There was a knock at the door because the room next to us was being loud. And they thought it was us. So they knocked at our door and saw the alcohol. And they had to report it. And I had to go in front of one of the people on the board and they interviewed me and talked to me about what happened in that night. And then I had to go back and talk to them again. And then I had to pay a fee and go see a therapist on campus who does a lot with addiction and kind of just talked to me about what I had been doing and making sure I knew that uh, it was not an okay action. Right. Your dad and I were disappointed that this happened, that you made this decision. We were also proud of you. You know, that's one of those conflicting emotions again because of the way that you handled this. You were into the process a little bit before you told us because you were trying to figure it out on your own. So instead of solving the problem for you, we just encouraged you. Of course, you know, we had to get on to you for breaking the rules But that was one of those examples of you have to solve your problems now, right? You're not under our roof where we can solve all of your problems for you. Um, Another example of coaching versus problem solving is you encountered a lot of different people. You made new friends. You had different people in your dorm and in your hallway. And sometimes those relationships They're new relationships. You're not familiar with those people. And so navigating the relationship. And so we had conversations about different people, not in a negative way, but just, you know, mom, do you have any advice on how to handle this person or that person? It was more coaching instead of telling you, like, do this or say this. I just sort of gave you some advice and then you went and handled it on your own. Do you have anything to say about that? I definitely think it's important uh, maintaining the balance of going to your parents or anyone you trust for advice that is not in college with you and trying to figure it out on your own and growing and becoming more of an adult on your own. There's a good balance you want to stay on to where people at home are still involved in like big decisions that you have to make or anything like that. But you're still like figuring things out on your own. And college can be a good test run for becoming an adult, I think. Very good. As we wrap up, um, my advice, if you're a mom in the middle who's taking your child to college for the first time, or maybe your child's a senior, my advice is to pray, to take everything to prayer. Um, And you know, prayer can be like those prayers 
that you're things you're worried about, but it can also be prayers of gratitude and thanksgiving. So pray, pray, pray about everything. The second is trust. Trust yourself as a parent, but also be courageous enough to trust your child, right? Trust that child that you've just spent 18 years pouring into. Trust them, encourage them in this journey. And then the next one is to celebrate, to celebrate this next season of life. Yes, it can be sad, but our goal is to raise happy, healthy, independent children who are courageous enough to explore, to try new things. And when they fail, to know how to get up and keep going. And so pray, trust, celebrate, and acknowledge all of your feelings, right? Allow all of the feelings. They're there for a reason. Don't push any of them away or think any of them are wrong. Just allow them. Jackson, do you have any advice for parents, moms specifically, who are taking their children to college? I would definitely say that you have to let your kid go into college and figure out who they want to be. Um, Again, the best thing you can do is just support them. But also, if you think that the path they're going on is wrong and it will alter their life in the long run in a bad way, you should step in and tell them, don't stand in their way, but you should give them your advice and say, I don't really think this is a good idea. You shouldn't go down that path. And I definitely think that while they're in college, if you come at them wanting to talk about something like that in like an angry tone, because they have so much freedom, they're just going to disregard what you say because they're not seeing you in person. So to always stay supportive and like calm when talking to them, to not overwhelm them because they're probably already kind of tensed up being in college. Right. Jackson, going back for your second year, going back as a sophomore, what is probably the most important lesson that you learned your freshman year? I think my biggest mistake from freshman year was not putting myself out there as much. In high school, I was always doing sports, so I never really joined any clubs or anything. After having the summer and, like, Reflecting on my freshman year, I've already signed up for a few clubs and uh, college has so many more clubs than high school did. And there's like pretty much any club you want, anything you're interested in, there will be a club for your kids. So I would encourage them to look into clubs because then not only will they make friends, they'll make friends that are interested in the same thing. So in odds are they'll be like-minded people. As we close with prayer... I want to share with you part of the novena that I wrote last year. So when Jackson went off to college and I came home, and like I said, the house was empty, each day I wrote a a prayer, and then at the end, I turned it into a novena. So I want to close with the prayer from the first day of the novena. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Mary. You know the deep, unending love of a mother. You understand the great joys of watching your child become an adult. 
You also know the pain of worry as you watched your son Jesus leave home to take his place in the world. Mary, my mama heart is hurting as my child embarks on a new journey away from home. I am excited for them and what the future holds, but this is a big transition for our family. I know that you can understand all of my feelings because at one time you felt them too. Mary, Queen of Peace, I place all of the children who were going off to college under your mantle of protection. Please ask your son, Jesus, to embrace them with love and protect them as they learn to make their own way in the world. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, Jackson, thank you for spending time with me today. I appreciate it. Of course, it was fun. If you would like a copy of the College Novena, go to my website, catholicmomsinthemiddle.com, click on the tab for resources, and you will find the College Novena. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you again next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.